0: I mean, yo! No, fuck. <clears throat> it's been a while. Let me get my yo. Yo! There we go. There Welcome we go. Welcome to a very special episode of the Where It Went podcast, where, you know, normally we are discussing the Revelation Records discography in chronological order. But today, Jason, what are we talking about?
1: Yo! We're just making excuses. Basically. Yeah, I don't think I know. <laughs> I don't is, really I think like, I know what we're talking yeah. about this, this time. This is just basically to make excuses for why there's not going to be an episode. Well, there's not going to be a canonical. Would it be canonical?
2: Canonical. There's not be a Rev release covered in this episode. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear what's been going on Well, there's the not going to be
0: a, a, a rev release for the next couple months, sounds That's like. That's true. Yes. And we'll find out and, why. And we'll we'll get into that. I think
1: we can talk about that a little more. But do you think first, maybe we should do a little <laughs>
0: shout, shout it. Oh, yeah, shout Shouts shout it. shout Because I have, so I have to the <laughs> shout. Yeah, you go. <laughs> I have.
1: So uh, I wanted to give a bit of bow to a our bow. friend uh, Ozy. Mm-hmm. And N Hits Records. Uh-huh. Um, you know, frequent sponsor and just all around great dude, great label, backed hard, you know, all that stuff. A <laughs> um, couple releases I wanted to talk about that are either out there now or very close to being out there by the time that people listen to this. Um, so, first up, we have Don't Sleep, who, if you want to hear all about their latest record, I did a I had a conversation with them back in the spring. You can search and listen to it if you haven't. Um they are they uh, end hits recently reissued their self-titled European only uh 12 inch as a one sided with a screen print on the B side. And you can bundle it with their newest album, Sea Change. Um and someone hand- else
0: have a album called Oh Beck.
1: Well, this is C like vision C S E E. Oh, not S E E. -E. Oh, okay. Um, Good back record. So C change, end hits worldwide, and then of course for us uh, in the states, we can order from Deathwish, and they have. You can actually, if you haven't picked up the new record, it, it it's killer. If if you like, you know. Dave Smalley's vocals like on Dagnasty, can I say, and especially I would say like the four on the floor record and the minority of one, which, you know, we'll be talking about in about 10 years. um, You'll dig sea change Uh, and they're doing it as a you can bundle it and save uh, save a couple bucks. Um, Shelter. So I was thinking about this, Jason, you know, we talked on the quicksand one and we said that the iodine. Was the gold standard of reissues, and I stand by that. Correct, but I but I do think that uh, End Hits also deserves the gold standard for the way they that they managed to reissue Shelter records that aren't necessarily top tier, but because of the packaging and design, make them desirable. Um, I mean, that Twenty Summers Pass had a gatefold sleeve with an actual pop up altar like that's pretty awesome um so one of the records they did they did the final album eternal and they're only down to a few copies left um there's a you know end hits for worldwide death wish for the u.s and rev does have an exclusive yellow version um that's the record they did in like 2006 no poor sell it's uh capo and i think ken olden and i'm not sure he plays drums it might be uh alex garcia from uh american nightmare yes um then a little not off the hardcore side chuck reagan uh has a album coming out blueprint sessions it's a double lp uh chuck reagan of course being from hot water music um who are going to have a new record out i think next year uh that you know brian has been you know involved with them for years as people know brian mcturnan uh and that'll be available through end hits and then death wish in the u.s and finally the draft does anyone remember the draft yeah i feel like that's a band javier would like like he would say he doesn't like hot water music but he likes the draft
0: i could be wrong uh i i didn't really pay enough attention to it to be honest
1: no problem so uh in, in a million pieces was their album was originally on epitaph. Uh-huh. Um, and, and hits is doing a reissue and then equal vision will be handling it in the States. Um, and there's some really cool looking vinyl and that'll go up December 10th. So when you're listening to this, I think if we get it out this week, it might not quite be out yet, but it will be. And um, so yeah, end hits, give them a, give them a follow on social media. Check out death releases through Death Wish and um, yeah, more stuff coming too. But that's what
0: we can talk about for now. Jason, you got something?
2: Yeah. Our uh, end of the year episode, right? Is this the end of the year episode? We got one yeah, more. Pretty, yeah,
1: it is. Well, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But
2: just want to yeah, give this. a bit of bow to all the brother and sister podcasts that we have who I listen to weekly Uh, in my rotation as the podcast 185 miles south 100 words or less yep axe to grind yep form a passion yep new scene podcast yep and punk news podcast
0: and hard lore oh my god how did i forget that oh my god yo the episode with the with the um talking to the dude from cruelty about american fast food i fucking laughed so many times those dudes are so funny
2: and one and, last
0: one. Yeah. Come on, Jason. You got it.
2: There's something to do, but besides something to do, yeah. starring Greg Pollard, a podcast about replacements and who's could do, the Bandsplain podcast.
0: And go ahead, Greg. I Greg. was going to say, Javier knows where I'm going. Yeah. You don't know Mojack. You don't. Ah! Ah, well, Jason doesn't know it, obviously. Yeah. I do
1: know Mojack. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And. And.
0: uh.
1: And his, uh
0: End, end on end. end. Thank end you. On
1: end. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, I listened. I'm, you know, I'm not much of a, I'm not a pod god like Jason. Uh huh. But I did listen to, um, and I, I wasn't able to finish it because I got tied up, and then, you know, ADHD uh, got sidetracked. But uh, the form of passion with uh, Jason Tarpy from Eternal Champion and Iron Age and um, uh, Far from Breaking, it was a really cool, t- you know, talking a lot about getting into hardcore and stuff you know he's basically my age and talking about getting into it and uh in texas uh and some cool stories on there about him being in a band covering like uh god it was like it was a crazy cover that i wouldn't oh afghan wigs and like Fret blanket. I don't know if you ever heard of. Remember Fret blanket? They were like an alternative band, but no. yeah, it was cool. And I love you know Jason and Jason's bands, and he's actually a fan of the pod, so a bit of bow to him. I got to check
2: that one out. Did well, did One Up
1: play with Far from Breaking? I th- yes, in yeah. Texas, I think. Yeah, and they were just all. I mean, they were yeah. so fun. Yeah, mean um, I played with them
2: twice, two yeah. or three times.
1: They were just so much energy. And, you know, he just had a cool story arc of, like, being, you know, because I think for people like me that, like, never, like, I always forget that there's people that came to Straight Edge later after, like, being a 12-year-old kid smoking weed or something. You know what I mean? So it's cool to hear, like, his whole story arc of, like, being kind of, like, a badass kid, you know, getting in trouble and smoking weed and then – um you know, discovering straight edge and everything. So yeah, it's cool. Listen, that's a good pod. I loved the episode with Jason on it.
0: I got three beat up bows. Shouts. (laughs) Let me see if I can remember these. Beat up bows. (laughs) I love that. Beat up bows. (laughs) I love Uh, it. Number one, Mushnik, Evan Jacobs, uh, Adinanda Films. I sent the two of you, uh, I forwarded you a voice recording that he sent me the other day and you ignored me. I'm talking about. Do uh, you remember that that I sent you the other morning when he 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 left me a voice message telling me about some band, that uh, some shinfo, some lore uh, that Bratton and Vic Dakara did. No, uh, wait, did you I get sure, that? dude. I, I did not. I sent, uh, I sent uh, you a screen recording of it, and I actually just deleted it, so maybe I'll have to do uh, it again. Yeah, but he sent be. me some fucking lore about this band, Bratton on drums, Victor Carr on guitar. And they tried someone, they tried like maybe Isaac out or Isaac got a hold. Isaac from chorus got a hold of the recording and took it into recording studio and like laid his own vocals out without them asking or some shit like that. It was a gnarly story. But anyway, Mushnik, great supporter. Great dude listens to every episode, even if he doesn't listen on time. Uh, Number two. I want to give a bit of bow to Substack and everyone who creates Substacks and follows my Substack. I listen to Antimatter Substack every episode that he comes out with, which is twice a week, which is fucking gnarly to think about that he's sitting down to write twice a week, doing interviews, putting stuff out. Norm is a workaholic. I really envy his work ethic. And he's doing also, it while
1: he's like on tour too, like yeah. when he's with Thursday, he's like uh-huh. got his little like, All office set up. set up. I've seen, uh-huh. yeah.
0: And uh, Wes Eisold, the um, uh, Happy New Tears Substack is also worth checking out. So that's my second one. My third one, two of the biggest supporters of this podcast in the past year, especially who you think I'm gonna name? They're brothers, we talk to oh. them every day make the they try. They, the they, 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 want, they want they want to kick me out of the group chat every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh listen, Mike and Brian have been so supportive of us and uh just been such I didn't know them prior to doing this podcast. So becoming friends with them and uh love those guys tremendously. Definitely. So that's my bit up bow which then the second thing I just bit up both leads into maybe one thing that we should cover on this, which was what was the thing that you two most listened to in the past year? Real quick before that, I thought yeah. you were going to talk about um,
1: we did get confirmation from Deaf Heaven. Remember the spark marker episode, mm-hmm. uh, if they named after the song, uh, our dear friend Conrad mm-hmm. uh, had reached out to Deaf Heaven and uh asked someone else did too i forget that. was
0: it Quiet keith maybe someone reached out to um, dudes yeah why can't i think yeah I but yes it, it's not whoever it was they, i'm
1: sorry yeah what did they say it was
0: named after a poem or a book or something yeah shit? it was
1: just some, it wasn't spark marker
0: uh-huh uh, but they well, were like but that's cool. i still believe as the saxophone man song goes uh oh, you can
2: see on tour who is a touring act that you could catch at a small club the uh the saxophone player from Lost Boys.
0: Oh yeah, he's still jamming, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. He came, he yes. went out on
0: tour. Then he just, he just was at the, uh, the, at the drive-in. The the drive-in. He played without
2: the oh, drive-in.
1: No, there's a drive-in, and not necessarily <laughs> maybe an hour or so for me. And uh-huh. they showed Lost Boys, and then they had he came out after and played saxophone. Uh huh. Still believes.
0: Anyway, yeah. what was on your rapt? Let's hear it. Even Jason. even beyond your rap, yo, I'll go I was first, gonna say I'm not I'm using prompting. my
1: rap because I told you I listen
0: to m- oh, most God time. man, yeah. So Physical. my rap was number one was the rapper Prof, which I listened to Prof a lot, but it surprised me to learn that I was in the .05 percent of his top listeners in the world. Yo, Prof put out a new record this year. My favorite rap album of the year for sure. Uh, My number two? Are you on this? No, he doesn't fucking know.
2: I'm not. I'm not. And I got to check it out because I saw that on Hobbs Speed, Uh and I wasn't familiar.
0: My number two, Taylor Swift. We got. I got a house full of Swifties here. Uh, Number three, (laughs) Idols, who I'm about to go next year. I'm going to go see in Ciudad Mexico for the second time, Um, and I think they might be playing in your area Jason next year they put out uh, that they're doing a, a U.S. tour and people are like big mad that they're not playing like New York or anything like they that. will but, but they yeah, I, I, this not- is just the first announcement for the fucking world tour of course they're gonna play the fucking east coast uh and, and then clipping was on there for me uh I you know I listened to a lot of cassettes as you said Greg I listen to a lot of black metal, I listen to a lot of noise, and that stuff is just not in my Spotify. Lately, I've been, uh, since I work in a warehouse now, um, I listen to audiobooks a lot every day between Spotify allowing premium listeners to listen to audiobooks more now, and Audible. I listened to like three books in the past fucking two weeks, and so I listen to the NoFX book holy fuck that book was sad i was not expecting it what to be was sad so because i saw you say it was sad what was Yo, What was sad just the like the parent shit that they went through the addiction shit that they went through like hearing their stories and a lot of times they'd be like oh i did this and this to this guy in the band and they didn't know and uh now you're reading this this is you finding out that i fucking, shit in your bong water or something like that. Like it was really interesting, but what was the parent stuff. He had pretty unsupportive unsupportive. Yeah. A couple of them had unsupportive parents. Um, Fat Mike's mom, basically he moved her into a home, his home and then watched her die and like helped her die. It was crazy. And his dad was super unsupportive. And that just kind of was like a theme throughout the, uh, the the book and i also listened to the kid congo powers book recently which was i recommend it to anyone who's into punk rock and hearing a story by a first generation punk like he was in the beginning of la punk queer latino that is a fucking crazy combination right there and his stories about being with the cramps being with the bad seeds it was fucking great stories and it was read by And he still plays to this day still plays um so a new kind of kick by kid congo powers no effects book and my damage the keith morris book i recommend all of Uh, these
2: i'm gonna have to check those out
0: and keith Uh, morris does not narrate it you said he does not narrate it no it's narrated by someone who also the narrator said fugazi Ooh, Ooh which is kind of tough, but yeah, that's tough. What are you gonna do? So, anyway, thanks for listening to me talk, ramble on and on. No, no, uh, it's
1: interesting, like you know, it. and yep. it'll hopefully give people, you know, maybe mm-hmm. some stuff to check out. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'll go on my wrapped. I mean, I use Spotify, but I've told people so, and this is somewhat accurate because a lot of these I'm thinking, yeah, I played on vinyl a lot, but mine was. Number one, Fallout Boy. Number two, Summerlands. Number three, Dag Nasty. Number four, Boris. Number five, REM. But um, again, like you said, there's like most of the stuff I play is usually like while I'm working, I play my turntable in the car, I play CDs. Yeah. Yo,
0: um, sometimes I play tapes. I have never met a person who actually listens to Boris before. Seriously? Seriously. Didn't they headline the tour with Melvin's? They were yeah. they headlined, right? Why would, okay. I, it was, well, why would I know that? I don't know. I don't listen to Melvin's. <coughs> well, he's just saying that. <laughs> you know,
1: fairly. Yeah,
2: they're, uh, they're, they've got to be popular. So then, I'm Melvin's. not
0: saying I, I don't understand. Like, I know that they're well received, but gotcha. I've just personally never met. Maybe my one friend, Andrew, because he listens to a lot of weird shit, but. Well, the thing with Boris too, well, one, is
1: that that is pretty accurate, but I played a ton of the CDs and records as uh-huh. well this year. Um, there's so many different – like you could conceivably like one Boris record and they have like 50 LPs or something because they kind of can shapeshift. Like they'll have stuff that's like Drone, Stoner, DB, Shoegaze, uh, you know – Pop, like they have some stuff that's like pop, industrial, ethereal, instrumental, like just runs the gamut. So like, it's one of these bands where you could find like one little pocket that like you like, sure. and you might not like the other stuff.
2: hey You went to the show, didn't you? Me? Yeah, you went to go see them with the Melvins, right?
1: Yes, it was awesome. But they played yeah. one of their records straight through. Okay.
0: Is so uh, was, is Hanatarash? The Japanese noise guy is he in Boris? Do you know? I don't know. I'm gonna. I only know like Lata Yama um, I. No, isn't that the Boredoms? No, I'm thinking of. uh yeah, I think you're you're correct there.
1: But as far as like as far as like actual Yamataka releases Ai. for this year, um, I'll try to like. Of course, I could sit and talk to you about like Boy Genius and.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that's all, probably, I thought that would be your number one. All genius. A, it's,
1: I don't think it's my number one. I
0: love it. Oh, though. wow. Hey, um, I so not to bet in again, my wife loves what I, it's boring music to me, right? Okay. And, and I know that sh- sh- her and you, Greg, have a very, very similar musical tastes, right? She loves Soccer Mommy. She loves Phoebe Bridger's. She went to go see Boy Genius on Halloween and I was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and have fun. I didn't really care. Then the other night we sat down and we watched the SNL performance and they played that song The Satanist. And I really liked that song and then I listened to the album the next day at work and I thought it was pretty good. I don't know how much I'd I go song, back to not, it.
1: Not strong enough, too, which was, yeah. I think the other one they did.
0: Yeah, 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 that's a good uh uh it's it's, it's more poppy.
1: But um yeah, I try to think more on the lines of like the pod um, and stuff like this was a good year for heavy music. Um, like compared like- to last year, at least to me, like, as you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I love the new Jesus piece, um, which I didn't think I would. And then I like really dove in and listened to it with a a critical ear. And I think it's it's great. I mean it's really well written, really wrote, well, really well produced and just like brutal um you know with cool lyrics and uh it's like just kind of hits in and out boom um like as far as hardcore I mean it's hardcore I mean I, I sometimes think it's more metal to me yeah I agree. my ears um but then like uh Planet on a Chain record. I got to see them when I was in Austin. Um, and they're on Rev. So it's extra topical. Uh their album's great. Um, Rev related. Oh, the Dream Unending Worm split. Dream Unending is uh, Justin DeTour, aka Dance Floor Justin, mm. who is in you know so many bands, but including uh-huh. Rev's own rival mob. Uh he has this band, Dream Unending, that's like death doom the music is like i've heard it compared to pink floyd uh it's got these like big soundscapes and like you know clean guitar but then like brutal vocals they'll have guest vocalists come on so it's a split lp and then worm is more like black metal um on the other side i had never heard them but i got the record for dream on ending and their side's great too um but it's yeah dream on ending is just justin and uh, the guitarist Derek who plays in two mold um, who that might be my favorite record this year. Uh, the enduring spirit. Uh, it's like this technical proggy death metal, like pitchfork gave it best new music said there's parts that sound like, like four AD records. Like it's kind of all over the place. Um, and the drummer sings, which is Really weird. Like he's playing these crazy drum parts and like doing death metal growls. But um th- that might honestly be my favorite thing this year. Um can't really think of anything else like hardcore adjacent because there's a lot of other there was a lot of other great stuff that came to Teenage Fan Club and um like I really liked the Mud Honey and I mean I'm mm. sure I'm, if, if I look at a list I think I had a list of like 25 things so Gel the Gel LP that made Decibel Magazine's top uh, 40 of the year Oh I did think. it yeah that's
0: that to me that is one of the best hardcore records to come out yeah do awesome. do I give it do I give it a, a I think you should give it I think live it a I will. was just
1: kind of like it didn't like it wasn't Bad, but it was just like, it my didn't only, have anything that stuck out.
0: My only complaint about Gel is that I wish it had more fast parts. I wish it had more like fast punk beats because there's a lot of like two-step parts and yes. mid-tempo stuff. Like the, what's the song? Honed Blade. Uh, like one of the singles that they have a video for and it's kind of just like the same beat all the way through. Um, But what they do... They do so well, and they're fucking super hardworking, so yeah. I, I got to give it up to them. And
2: got to give it up, the New Hope Conspiracy. I thought it was never, awesome. Dude, it was it's never awesome. Into it. Confusion, Chaos, Misery is the name of it. It dropped as a surprise, and I was kind of skeptical. Yeah. Before I played it, it fucking rules. For when real, I say I wasn't it. into
1: it, I just mean like they never
0: were on my radar. Okay. I really enjoy the... The like EP that came out on Death Wish, The Shadow of God.
2: That's okay. a fucking ripper.
0: I guess, what was that? Probably around 2007, 2008, maybe? I'm
2: not sure, because I'm not as familiar with that one. But the new one is great. I thought it was awesome. It's got this kind of punk edge to it. The artwork rules for it, done by uh, Death Traders. It's just got a cool feel to it. Visually, the songs sound awesome. The lyrics are good. I love a good
1: surprise release. I mean, it does. Oh, yeah, that's that's the the, best.
2: I think that's the way to do it now, but you got to have everything ready to go. And as far as have the vinyl up, have merch up if you want to sell merch, and then just surprise drop it on people, I think it's the best thing to do. It's much better
1: than a pre order that you have to wait six months. Yeah.
2: And I've, I've actually seen other bands do that thing where they roll out the record by doing. A single, and then a single, and then a single, and then a single, and then it gets to the point where the LP drops, hey, and you've Idols, heard five of the songs. The
0: last Idols record had like four or five singles before. I it. don't yeah, like that. Uh, I Wet don't Leg like that did, at
1: all. Wetleg did that too. They had like seven singles before the, the album.
0: No. I mean, one, luckily they did because good.
1: they put out the record before, um, or they did the tour before they had the album. So at least we knew some of the songs. But uh, Turnstile also did that.
2: Yes. glow on yes, remember they did. and it's like did.
1: i think just because we're old school like that's the way i think a lot of people do it now but i like you know back in the day it was like one video would come on mtv uh-huh. or whatever and then they'd be like out next month is there yeah. LP," and then you'd you know get what i miss and then there'd be the
0: other stuff i miss cd singles with one single song and two b-sides in the slim case. In the slim case. I uh, fucking like 2004 to 2008 was my prime year for collecting that kind of music. I loved the band Muse back then and they Muse, Radiohead, bjorn I was going to say Brit- uh, British Radiohead bands.
2: was very good at doing uh-huh, that. Yeah.
0: Teenage fan club would do a lot and there and,
1: you know, a lot of those bands like Radiohead and, um, you know, I'm I'm assuming Muse too. I liked some of their stuff. Have really good B-sides, Oasis. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like you would get these singles and then they would have, like, it wasn't like throwaway B-sides. They were like Teenage Fan Club have some amazing B-sides that they play live that are, you know, 25 years old that you wouldn't have unless you had one of the singles.
2: So, also, as far as surprise releases go, Coliseum. Returned that's as right. that was- CLSM and their album's called Infinity Shit and it fucking rules. I need to buy it. I need to go to Bandcamp and buy it because it's not on Spotify. Is there a physical? I, yes.
1: Probably
2: it's something that vision. you can order through uh, – is it through Death Wish or Equal Vision? I suck for not knowing right I think away, it's Equal Vision. Yeah, it's Equal Vision.
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Equal Vision. Um, but yeah, I, that's – to me, that's the way to go. Surpri- like wake up, say here's our new song. Here's the LP to order. Here's tour dates.
2: Boom. Yeah, there you go. Here's here's the album. <laughs> Wait a week. Here's the tour dates. I always think that's the best thing. Let things kind of, I don't know, let the
1: hype build a little bit. So I guess before, you know, before we wrap up or forget, yeah. um, we'll keep everybody informed as to obviously what's going on. So our original goal, well, we had originally, I was like, by the summer, I was like, we can get to a hundred. <laughs> and we we're like, yeah. And then it, reality set in and I was like, that's not going to happen. And then we had a realistic goal of getting to 80 and mm-hmm. we almost got there in fairness. We did. I would say we, we got to rev 76. Um, And then scheduling wise as, as much as we've all said, well, if we can't schedule the interviews, we'll do it with just us. You know, when we know that we can get these interviews, it's I'd rather just wait because I know that, you know, it's the quality. It's worth the wait episode. So we did not get to, you know, we wanted to get to 79 so that we'd start with 80, which would be the in my eyes second LP uh, around mid-February. Um, we didn't get that far. We did a lot of extra stuff, though, you know, so we did, you know, it's not like we didn't do anything. But uh, so we're here to tell you that, you know, this is our last episode, sort of, but we're going to have a special one that will we'll be, you know, patrons will be hearing it, you know, before the holiday. Everybody else will put it up probably in mid-January or something to tide you over until um, we get back at it. Cause Hav, you're going to be, I don't know if you're able to.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to India for three weeks in January. So I'm incommunicado. So with the holiday and everything, we just decided
1: this is the, the best way instead of trying to rush something out uh, before the end of the year. But if you're a patron and you're listening, cool little gift, um, I think you're going to like the episode that's going to be coming. Um, but this way, people can stop asking, "When's your next episode? What happened?" <laughs> well, Did also, it's a, stop?
2: it's a lot of work too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes in the episodes. Hob's, Hob has to edit the episodes. Greg has to schedule the guests, and sometimes scheduling gets difficult, especially hey, around Jason the holidays. Do the
1: artwork. I have to do the hey, artwork. to do the graphics and. It, t- it takes some time to video. do this. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Jason's been like, well, should I, should I, should I, you know, to get it out faster? Should I skip doing the video? But it's like the videos are, you know, they get people psyched. Like it's, so we'd just rather not sacrifice quality for quantity. So,
2: yeah, it's hard. And I think that um, we're going to have to ask possibly the, you don't know, Mojack guys how they blow through so many episodes. I wish there was a way
1: to do that.
0: Yeah. interesting
1: I, I don't I wonder if they batch record I
0: don't know we'll well, to, if only we had we'll a chance to, to ask them I know yeah
1: we might have to might have to reach out do. but yeah, yeah it's but like Jason said it's a, it's a lot of work but it's it's a labor of love you know we enjoy doing I love chatting with you with you clowns yeah of course um and uh we were doing pretty good we had like a pretty good like stockpile so that's what's good I think we we're like working this out live on air. But like, I'll say like, I think we did a good job of like catching up by having a stockpile of like the interviews and stuff. So we can continue to do that into the new, uh, into the new year Mm -hmm. so that we can get, hopefully stay on a semi consistent basis.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Because actually recording every week is pretty hard. Oh, but if we can kind of like get everything you know get everything done ahead of time and then spread it out it's not so hard like we did so appreciate everybody for sticking with us for over three years which is yeah, wild. It's pretty crazy yeah, like we're crazy. going into our fourth year
2: and we're gonna be on episode 70. 77
1: <laughs> i bought when i was at the um when i was at the uh Planned on a Chain show, my heart almost sank looking at the back of the record. It's like uh, – because they, they had two records there that were on rev. One is the album boxed in and the other was like a 12-inch collection, I think, of like the EPs they did before uh, they were on rev. And the LP was 201 and the Man. 12-inch of EPs, which is also killer, was 208. So, and we know Paint It Black is 215. Now, they great. haven't filled in all the gaps yet, but uh-huh. I'm assuming they'll be filled in by the time we get there. Wild.
0: Uh, we're going we're
1: to be old ass men by the time this I is.
2: know. I, I got two things. One, my number one artist of the year was fucking Hot Snakes. I didn't get to say mine. Rick Froberg, rest in peace. God damn. What musical output. What a great artist, visually and musically. It broke my heart when he passed. It's a, and it's I a never big get loss. I yeah. never get bombed about that sort of thing, but that fucking killed me because I love his music so much. So I've been in this wormhole of uh, Hot Snake's releases and Drive Like Jehu. And yeah, just wanted to give that a shout out. And that's my number one artist of the, of the year. But really, I also, my second thing was I wanted to ask Hob to give us a Back to Godhead rundown you're in a band and we don't really ever talk about it that much other than you're yeah, playing we, shows.
0: Yeah. We just played with earth crisis. It was sick. We have like 14 new songs written. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, if it, we talked about the band recording the music while I'm away in India and then me coming back home and finishing the lyrics. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, new age records has been very supportive of us. Um, when we just did our show with Earth Crisis, they told us we had 30 minutes to play. And I'm like, yo, we have like 12 songs. What the fuck are we gonna do? And like we could we could literally play for 15 minutes and be done. So we really had to stretch it out. We played a couple covers. and we got a friend to come out and do our merch table and he brought a bunch of we brought some Krishna books and he was distributing them. and uh, it was cool to see people walking around the show that I didn't know holding like a tape and a Bhagavad Gita and, um, a couple of, you know, people came up and introduced themselves to me, said, hi, it was cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun time. So, cause yeah, cause you're, I was going to say, you need something new cause you're getting
1: dangerously close to having more shirt designs than songs. We're, we're
0: getting there. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that, that's just the way that it goes sometimes, but we're going to try to sometimes do that. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. Um, we have, I believe, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we have started the process of recording a cover that might be released as a standalone, uh, physical and digital release. Um, and we're going to record everything that we have and see what fits on the record. And then hopefully have extra songs left over for EPs and comps and stuff like that. So, um, box sets yeah you know all the the box set reissue the the five lp box set reissue that's going to come out with a book like yeah, that's, <laughs> that's
1: that's that's the, i mean honestly the be- that's the best way to do it is record everything you have and then yes.
0: live with it for a little and see
1: what 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 should go where yeah for sure which i've never done like i always what? wanted to do but i feel like anytime i went it was just like we have six songs so we're going to record six songs, right? You know and, what I
0: mean. And like, No Effects even said when they were recording, it's like we didn't. It's not like we had extra songs. We're like, okay, this album's going to be twelve songs or eighteen songs or whatever. Like that's what they fucking had, yeah. But then they would go in to record later on in their career. You know, there's that one record that's like, it's called oh five cool no, it's oh, no, called no. like forty five or forty six of the best songs that you ever heard or something like that. It's yes. like I used to have that CD. Yeah. Um, th- there's some actually some really good tracks on that. They're a band where I like pockets, like we were talking uh-huh.
1: about Boris. Like I like like War on Errorism. I would say, I would say like mostly that middle nineties period. Uh-huh. So what or early to mid nineties? So like um ribbed, but then really once um El Jefe joined. Yeah. Uh, so like the longest line yeah. and then white trash uh-huh. and hey, uh, I was, punk, punk Jason, and public.
0: I was thinking about it the other day in 1993. I went to go see no effects. I wasn't even old enough to drive yet. And I got a white trash, two hibs in a bean shirt on Heather gray. That's on the right. Back. It's got the album cover. And on the back, it says soul S O U L doubt 93. I held on to that from 1993 to 2010, and then I sold it on eBay. Oh fuck! I, I bet you got an okay man. amount of money. Wish, yeah. yeah, I got good. I got a good amount of money because it yeah. was an OG. Uh, and uh, but that was great. Uh, Cause that, they were definitely one of the first. Like, I mean, you figure pumpkin
1: Drublick was 94. I was 13, and like somebody, I remember Jason. You'll like this. I have a clear memory of being on a school field trip. Uh, in eighth grade. So it was like fall of 94. And we, you know, we're in DC and we stopped at like a mall and got CDs. And my friend got Punk and Drublick and I got Jesus Lizard Show, the live oh, record. good work. <laughs> so I feel like I made, I made the better choice for sure. Yeah, you did. But even at 13. But then, you know, obviously when you're friends, you, you trade stuff and you're listening. So that was how I got into punk punk and Drublick and white trash. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't kept up obviously with
0: the stuff they've done in the last. Hey, the, um, so a couple of concerts just got announced here. Morrissey is playing two arena shows here, which is pretty crazy. One of the, the arenas he's playing is like 10,000 cap or something fucking crazy like that. You think and you're, you're not, not going to be there? there? I'm going to be in India, which is my out Ugh. for not paying for tickets. <laughs> but the other gig that I'm missing, the very last no effects gig is going to be oh, in San it? Pedro. I think right around the same time as the Morrissey gig in this outdoor no, that- place. Oh, because they're doing, I was going to say they yeah, have they're doing, that they're, they're doing that tour. It's called like 40, 40 band, 40 songs, 40 nights. And the very last show is here in Southern California. And in, It's it going to be away? in
1: January. It's going to be that soon. Are you sure? Yeah. Cause I saw that the New York shows were in like the summer. Hold on. Yeah.
0: I think it might, I
2: think it might be a so year. You might, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's next year. It might be 2025. Jesus,
1: Christ. they're like kiss. <laughs> they're pulling a kiss. Oh, okay. Kiss is so supposedly doing their last this show ever. Right tonight. here
0: says, Punk and Drublik, final performances ever, will take place in San Pedro, Los Angeles, on October fourth, fifth, and sixth, 2024. So yes, it's next year. Oh, okay. I'm going to be in Mexico watching Idols that weekend. Uh, not more. So I still, still miss it. I still miss it. And so my wife is Morrissey like, going to do the whole
1: "You're the Quarry" album, or is I he going to pull think this f- thing where he he does like a
0: like best, he'll put like six of, songs from it in the set? I I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Um Shout out to my friends Matt Pike and Fern because we have a group chat. Uh, I was thinking about dumping you in that chat, Greg, because we're like basically only talk about Morrissey and it's a safe place. And <laughs> and we so. They reviewed "You Are the Quarry" yesterday, which I mean I've listened to it some re- recently because someone sent it to me on vinyl, and uh, an original. An original. I guess there only
1: is an original. Yes,
0: that's uh, hard to find. That, I don't is, have that one. It is, yeah. And uh, it's almost as hard to find as uh, "World Peace, None of Your Business," right? <laughs> and um, but we were speculating, uh, and then so then we started talking. Elaine White is currently on tour in Ireland and his backing band is like Gary Day, Gustavo and like uh, one or two other people. It's basically all ex-Morrissey band. Yeah, Ex-Morrissey people. solo people. And yeah. and the, the set list that he posted that they're playing is incredible. He's playing like Tomorrow, Southpaw. Like all these, all the songs that he co-wrote for Morrissey, and also his own music. He has his own music. If you listen on Spotify, he has maybe less monthly plays than my band, which is not hard to do uh, to, to, to get less plays. Wait, um, you, which is not hard to do. Wait, I think you have a lot, Huff. We don't. I looked at. I think I thought you had a lot. No, we don't. We okay. don't have a lot of monthly plays. We have a, a lot of plays on one song for some reason. But, okay, okay. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm, I, hey, Morrissey is a mystery. You never know who's gonna be in his band. You never know what he's yeah. gonna play. Cause you don't, cause he doesn't strike me as someone who would go
1: out there and just play You Are the Quarry front to back. Like that's just not, that's his... he,
0: he's never done that with any other record.
1: He's never done it, but think there's tracks on there that, I don't know if he's either he's maybe done live once. All the lazy dykes. Um stuff like I feel that. Like right? He used to do, but I would say like America is not the world. Like, mm. I mean, how often do you play that? Come back to Camden, I think he only did once. Hey, what a track. Yeah. So I mean, maybe he'll like if he's smart, but see Jason, like we've talked about, a lot of these older bands, they are not, they don't know actually what people want. I agree. Like yeah. as far as sets and merch. Yeah. So if he was smart, he would dust off like some of the fan favorites that he doesn't play. Like come back to Camden, and um, God, what the hell else is on? I saw the first time I saw him was on that tour.
0: Uh huh. Hey, because I, was, I remember when they announced. I'll have to find it, but I know that there's a there's a list somewhere of like on tours, what songs got have got played Yes, know, number was of times. It? Was it Passions Just it Like Mine? It might be mine? on Passions Just Like Mine. There's also a website out there that details every concert he's ever canceled and why. Mm. Oh, and why? And why? Is it bullshit
2: if, or is it good reasons?
0: Some of it is like, uh, his throat didn't feel good. And some uh, of it is like, oh, he got dysentery. Uh, you never know. I mean, or like... One of his bandmates uh, broke their leg recently, so he had yeah. A, like, and I'm like, you can't get somebody else to fill in. So and- I right. saw
2: the set from the last tour that he did, and I honestly did consider going. I kept my eye on StubHub we to know. see if I could get tickets. <laughs> to see if I could get tickets at a at a reasonable price, but I still didn't 100 percent feel great about going.
1: He actually, so lasted- I still
2: couldn't go and fully support. Why? But I think that if it would have been.
1: Because he just – Secondhand now? Ah, Dude, i so much bullshit. He just says so much crazy shit. The actually, thing about- Javier, you'll appreciate this. The last – well, the last time I saw him was 2016. Um, He played the Tower Theater. It, uh-huh. And I missed – Lush played the same day and I went to Morrissey. Um, and of course, Lush now don't play anymore, but – Uh, Morrissey, remember when he used to rank his shows like for the on true to you.net? Like, he Uh would like after the tour, he would like rank them in order. He Uh put the tower at number one. So I was like, Oh, interesting. And then the last time that I was supposed to see him was uh, about a year later at the Fillmore in Philly. This was December of 2017. Jason, that's where we saw uh, Liam Gallagher, that place. And, I hung out with our dearly departed friend, Hector. And I have a funny picture of me and him fake crying out of the uh, venue. Um, And it was funny because somebody, because like you said, Javier, uh, about Hector and you wrote a nice little uh thing about him i think yesterday uh-huh and he said how he was like judge you know he's like the most like super he, judgy he would in shoot the best straight way. like somebody complained about him canceling like while we were out there and he's like who cares he's like you get your money back you know that this is what's gonna happen like he was like going yeah. off was so funny he's yeah. just like what's it matter you got to stay in a hotel you're in philly like yeah. go do stuff like whatever <laughs> like he, he was just like you're gonna get the money back yeah it's cool um but yeah uh he came here a year ago tomorrow actually um and i didn't go
0: um, hey listen um on passions just like mine there is a uh live stats that's from 1988 to 2014 only okay no, what's what do you think the number one song is that he's played in those years
1: every day is like
0: sunday that's number two um suede head nope suede, no, head, is, say, suede he head is actually came, like not even in the top 10
1: suede came in and out like i uh-huh. feel like the first couple times i saw him he wasn't doing it hey then... the
0: loop is ahead of suede what yeah all right hold on hold on number okay. one number one irish blood uh that is number four last first of the game yes that's number one 454 out of 809 Times, which is funny because I've seen him and he hasn't done that, uh huh. Like,
1: when it was a like, because I said the first time I saw him was on Quarry, and I've seen him not do that. Like, I don't know if he did it the last time.
0: Uh, this says he's only played We Hate It When Our Friends Become Successful eight times. I love that song, yeah. Anyway. Welcome to the "Where It Went" podcast, where we only talk about <laughs> Morrissey and <laughs> Boris. Borissey, yes, Borissey,
1: Borissey. <laughs> is that um? Is
0: that is that your favorite record of his? You were the quarry. You were the quarry. Your arsenal. No, no, your way. arsenal. I uh, I, I think that's his best record. Same. I think that your arsenal is his best record. Favorite. I don't know. It's it's probably a toss up between Vauxhall and Viva Hate right now. Um, But I think that Maladjusted is, is mm. up there. Hey, didn't we do this? Didn't we do a whole episode? Oh my episode God. Did we do a whole episode? it? We did. We did. We did. And Conrad we did the Morrissey. Yeah, we did the Morrissey discography challenge. And it,
2: yeah, and that's when I was like, fuck him. I'm not going to support him. I'm <laughs> never going to go see him. I feel like uh, a fucking for hypocrite.
0: Only, I
1: think. I feel
2: like a hypocrite. Search oh, that stuff was hub we did a
1: Zoom and we talked about it, but we didn't do a full on discography challenge.
2: I do. Yes, we did. We went through every release. I'm pretty sure this was the no, thick of the ready. pandemic where we had nothing mm-hmm. but time on our
1: hands. <laughs> so it's weird because I feel like Vox, uh, Voxel. I have an original press of uh-huh. that I was given by. Circling all the way back to the beginning of the episode. Mike, Mike McTernan. Oh, Mike McTernan, nice. Yeah, so I have an I have an original of that. But isn't there – I feel like there's one song on Voxel that's like a skipper.
0: The one where he's like whispering. Uh, Yeah, Lifeguard Sleeping, Girl Drowning. Yeah, like it's kind of I think that's like, the song where he talks about the save me from the ails and ills. It's kind of not one of my favorites. Yeah. But the rest I mean, of it's – Listen – yeah, lifeguard on duty, save me from the Ales and the ills, which is That's where funny. Hector got the name from. I think, honestly, your arsenal might, your arsenal and Viva Hate might be the only albums with no skippers.
2: I can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, I can't. I, can't
2: I bet you there's a song on Viva Hate I don't love.
0: Uh, yeah, Margaret yeah, rather- and Guillotine.
1: Ever hear the reissue where uh he like takes out ordinary boys hey, and puts like some demo
0: fuck his reissues <laughs> the fucking kill uncle reissue is and the maladjusted reissue are two of the biggest travesties to any morrissey fan. Yes, it's, it's changing the cover morrissey art comfort. and yeah, making everything. it like everything. Yeah. God, what a jerk. Let's talk
2: that. Let's talk something hardcore related to that. What do we got um, hardcore related to finish hey, that one?
0: I just, okay, so to, to tie this up yesterday in my Spotify release radar, the new Minor Threat song. Came oh, out. yeah, what'd you think? Unnecessary. A novelty. A novelty for sure. Well, yes. hold on. Now, are you talking about the Adams family? No. Ye-
1: Song like, no, yeah, that, the out of step, was,
0: the out of step version, yeah, the
1: three song thing. Yeah. And one of the songs is Adam's Family, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. really just the end part of cashing in from the out of step Correct. record. And then they did a two guitar version of Filler and In My Eyes. Um, I think it's cool. I mean, it's just, I think it's cool. It's, it's cool when there's a band that you don't think you'll ever hear, like, th- that there's no stone left unturned, like, you've seen the live videos. And you heard like the, um, de- they, you know, they did the demo eventually discord put out and then they had the, um, you know, comp tracks and they even had, I believe they had like an unreleased song that was on one of the discord, like box sets, like not the seven inch one, the one when they did the CDs, like maybe I remember that a little discord bit 150 or something. Um, To all of a sudden just have them be like, oh, by the way, we have – so Out of Step was the first Minor Threat record I heard. I did not hear the complete discography. So the first I heard was like the Out of Step album on tape, which I mean that has such – like we – I think Beg and I talked about it. To me, that is probably the best produced hardcore record of all time. Like Uh it just – I think it sounds perfect. Everything sounds great. It's clean, but it's raw. Um, and you can hear everything. The separation's perfect. Um, so to hear two of those early songs done like that was cool. I mean, it's gravy. Is it not, is it going to like replace the original versions that I've heard for now 30 years? No, but I was stoked. And there's a cool surprise on the vinyl. If you, um, it has the youth of today, uh, record did this also the um anarchy in vienna seven uh-huh, inch uh-huh. where it has two starting grooves on the one side uh-huh. so depending on where you drop the needle it's either going to go into filler uh-huh. or it's
0: don's the entire like that because uh the fucking um that one jack white record where if, if you put the the needle down, you might get an acoustic intro or an electric intro. And there's literally no it, way to know. It's cool. Yeah.
1: So there's – uh, with the minor threat, there's a um, – depending on where you put the needle down, Don Zientara recorded them arguing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, you funny. Hear, you hear Ian and Jeff Nelson because Jeff – they were – and he talks about it in the – there's a little liner notes from Ian. Um, and he talks about how – uh, he didn't want to re-record it in my eyes. Cause he was like, I feel like that'll be fake. Like I kind of, you know, put everything I had into that version. And I feel sure. like it's like, I'm like, you know, not being true. And Jeff's like, but you do it live. And Ian's like, yeah, but live is different. And he's like, how is it different? You're going in there, you're going to sing it. So it's kind of funny. They're just like bickering back and forth. And obviously they did the song. So. All right, forty well, years—it's forty years old. That's, that's crazy. That's it's a right. cool
2: novelty. It's nothing I'll ever listen to more than
1: twice. I think, to be honest. But I was I've happy to buy it. it twice. But yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: Discord. Um. So, what do we got on the next episode? So, the next episode will be uh, your
1: patrons. At this point, will have gotten a invite
0: notification.
1: Notification, uh-huh. and it'll be a fun one. Um, and they'll get to experience it live. And uh-huh. then you non-patrons will get to hear it probably in about a month while Javier's in India. And then we come back, I'll say mid-February,
0: um, yeah, sounds because about you right. get back at
1: the end of January. And obviously, we got to then schedule recording and all that. Uh, we'll be Kill Holiday. Uh-huh. Somewhere between the wrong is right. So
0: we're in 99 now. Wild. Uh, sounds good well if uh you don't happen to listen to that thanks for tuning in and supporting us through this year and make sure you check us out where dot com, to gander at our patreon and yep yeah. and, oh, and patreon we
1: did a little we did something uh a, a little different this year but those that are in the top tiers that get a gift you will be getting a gift
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I think you'll get a real kick out of it
0: I agree. All right. We'll see you uh, soon. Real soon. Right? Bit of both. Oh. Boom. Bit of bow. All right.